1: The Boston Celtics select Jason Tatum from Duke University. Round on the break for the Celtics. Goes around the world. Oh! The circus game in a box. Walker for three. Kemba Walker from downtown. Tatum drives down and throws it down. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Geno Time Podcast here on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Bet Online. My name is Tom Westerholm, Celtics beat Writer for Mass Live. I'm joined by Nicole Yang of the Boston Globe. Nicole, how are you?
0: Pretty good, Tom. How about you?
1: I am good. I am on vacation currently. So I have been like kind of keeping up with the news, like checking my Twitter, like, you know, like once or twice a day, just kind of scrolling through, trying to keep track of things but I'm not super up on things. So I'm going to let you take this conversation where you want to go. I've done all the same reading, but I haven't done as much preparation.
0: Well, so I guess I'm sure you saw last night, Twitter was pretty crazy because the league sent out. I don't believe it. (laughs) The league sent out this handbook that sort of detailed what life would be like in the bubble. And so some of the things, it was 33 pages. And so some of the things are pretty logistics related. Like, for example, if a player has decided that they are not participating for whatever reason, they must notify their team by June 24th. So that's in about a week. I feel like that makes sense. And I'm glad that there's pretty significant notice. I guess it also wouldn't make sense for a player to sort of start team activities only to then not participate in the actual games.
1: Yeah, I mostly agree. I mean, I will say that it's, it's not like these guys are retiring from basketball and I'm sure it would be nice to get back into your practice facility just to work out. So like, I could see it if like, maybe somebody was just like, Hey, like if the facility's open, I'm going to go lift some weights. I'm going to go get some shots up. But like, for the most part, yeah, no, I agree with you.
0: And I think right now it's still limited to one on zero work. Yeah, for sure. Sure. By that time, they'll be starting the more like team oriented stuff. I mean, it's not really fair for us to speculate, but would you be surprised if there was a Celtic that said that they weren't going?
1: Um, just kind of based on what we've heard and based on what we know, I think I'd be a little surprised. There's obviously going to be like some concerns. There might be like some some hesitation, um, you know, especially regarding like all the Black Lives Matter protests and that type of thing because. Even given the risks of coronavirus, everybody seemed to be on the same page of like, OK, like let's find a safe way to finish the season. So I think that if there is like any pushback, it would be, you know, look at everything that's happening in our country. I don't want to distract from the important work going on there, which would make sense. So I think I would be a little bit surprised, but I wouldn't be like stunned by any stretch of the imagination because the Celtics have a lot of players, obviously, for whom this is a, like a very important, very personal thing.
0: There was that one report that, I don't know how much credence I give to it, but there was that one report that said Jason Tatum has expressed reluctance in going just because of his contract situation. Like he should be signing a max deal this summer and he's nervous about, well, according to this report, he's nervous about maybe getting injured and how that might affect his contract. What are your thoughts on that? Again, I'm not sure how much I buy into that at all, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I expect Tatum to be there. I think it makes sense why he and other players in his class who would be signing max deals are seeking that insurance just because of the weird circumstances that they're going to be playing under. But
1: Yeah, I think Tatum will probably play. I, but I also understand why he would want like a report like that to be out there because I think he would like to put some pressure on everybody it's like because I mean I think we've talked about this before the most important player to the Boston Celtics one of the most important franchises in the NBA is Jason Tatum at this point like they need him to play the NBA needs the Celtics like it makes some sense to put some pressure on because again like yes under ordinary circumstances Tatum would play the playoffs before his contract extension but these are not ordinary circumstances this is a three-month break We've never had a situation like this before, ever. I think anytime there's that kind of uncertainty, and when you're talking about the sheer amount of money that Jason Tatum is in line to get, and now to be right on the brink to have like some real concerns about health and about, um, you know, how his body might hold up after this long break that nobody's ever been on before, like, I get it. You know, I think this is the right time to float a message like that. I think this is the right time to put some pressure on the league to do something for these guys who. Are in line for life-changing money, and and like it makes sense to me. I, I but I agree with you. I think he's probably going to play. I, I I don't foresee him sitting out. But I, I certainly even if
0: the league doesn't create any assurances or create any insurance, I still think he's going to play. I don't think it's contingent upon that. But of course, they would like it if the league were to do something.
1: And I think that it makes some sense for the league to just do this. Like I think there are going to be some areas where the league is going to have to kind of fold for the players. Like they're not going to have to do everything. Um, And we've talked before about how disastrous it would be if the season didn't come back and if they did have to rip up the CBA and if they did have to invoke, you know, force majeure or whatever. But I do think that this is the type of thing that like is kind of common sense. Like this makes a lot of sense. I think that this is a reasonable request of the league. Like, hey, certainly we understand that like how important it is that we come back, but we hope that you understand how important it is to us that we get this money that we were pretty sure we were going to get. I think it makes sense for all parties involved.
0: Right. We'll see, though. I mean, I think once they start catering to certain things, then you don't know what other types of requests are going to crop up. So I am curious to see how this plays out. I don't think it's an end-all be-all, though. But yeah, so then players will be asked to wear an optional proximity alarm that would notify the player if he spends more than five seconds within six feet of another person wearing an alarm which is just some, like, I don't even know what the right word, like, futuristic, wild stuff.
1: But also goofy. I understand, certainly, that Adam Silver, you know, wants to take all the recommendations that he's been given and, like, implement them as best he can. And if this stuff is going to work, if this stuff is going to, like, lower the risks somehow, that's great. But, like, that doesn't stop it from sounding kind of funny. Well,
0: so then, in addition to that, they will also be given the option of wearing, like, a smart ring that will track Mm -hmm. their temperature, respiratory, and heart rate and, like, other health measures that might indicate sort of coronavirus symptoms and things like that. Props to the league for at least coming up with this. Like, It's better to at least give players this option than to just be like, yeah, stay six feet away. We'll take your temperature. Because I think even if players are well-intentioned, it's easy to get within six feet of distance without really even realizing it. Yeah. My question here is like, I wonder how many players will actually opt to wear it because it says it's optional and I just want to see them sort of in practice.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I don't even really have like takes on this stuff because it's like, (laughs) this this is so far above my pay grade. You know what I mean? Like if this is, I, I assume that Adam Silver isn't just like throwing stuff at the wall. I assume that these are things that somebody recommended to him and somebody like showed him numbers that say, Hey, like it's easy to be within six feet of someone and not know it here's a way that players could be reminded of this so that they comply and like that would reduce the chances of infection by 12% or something like that. And so they put these things in place. Like, I assume that's what's going on here. And and if so, like, you know, great, like more power to them. Even for all these goofy measures, I have given the league a lot of crap on this podcast and just been like, this is stupid. You shouldn't come back. This is stupid. But I, I do appreciate that it isn't just like, hey, we recommend that you stay six feet apart. It's like, okay, here's a bunch of concrete things. They may be goofy, they may be silly, but here they are, please follow them. And we're putting the tools in your hands to do that. Literally on your hands. to do. That.
0: <laughs> no, right. And I think we use the words like, oh, that's kind of funny or goofy. Like, obviously we understand how serious this yes. is. And it's great that they are creating these things or utilizing these this technology to try and take necessary precaution. But it is just kind of like, I don't know what the right word is but like it is goofy like it's just yeah. like I would love to hear from two Celtics that were both wearing the band and then they had it go off and sort of what their reaction was to that you know what I mean just like picturing that happening is just kind of funny
1: Taco and Grant are like the most <laughs> likely two players to like be like oh no it's buzzing and then like right. on Instagram live or something like this is what it looks like lol like it's or be- like
0: I will hope that they can keep stats like oh like Grant Williams's buzzer has gone off 9 times with taco fall like 2 <laughs> times with Kemba Walker you know what I mean like stuff well, like that so bubble we're analytics we're heading there yeah no doubt so in addition to that obviously they encourage the 6 feet of distance at all times and then also entering another guest hotel room is forbidden even yeah. within the bubble So I guess they can only really hang out in the common areas.
1: It's interesting. I mean, again, I'm interested in what experts believe will help and what what they like, you know, because, like, to me, I'd be like, well, everybody's in the bubble anyway. Everybody's interacting anyway. Like, these guys are playing games, you know, with and against each other. Like, what does it matter if two people are in, like, the same hotel room at the same time? But, like, you know, clearly there's – I, you know, I believe there's rationale behind all of these things because you can kind of see it. Like, when you think about it, you're like okay. Yeah. Like if you're in a more open area with a bunch of people or like, you know, with a friend, yeah, I could see that. Like then, then right. if you're in like an enclosed room and, um, and so, you know, I'm glad that, yeah, like you said, I'm I'm glad they're thinking about these things. I'm glad that they are, um, even implementing the silly sounding things. Um, you know, I, I hope it works. I, I really do. I, I think that, um, it's good to see them taking precautions and, and I, I hope they pay off.
0: And it's good to see they're taking precautions, like even within the bubble, they're not just like, well, you guys are all going to be in the bubble. So I think we're good. You know what I mean? Like they're still, so another one is that everybody has to wear face masks unless they're outside or eating. Um, So it's good that they're um, like taking those precautions, I guess in the face mask area, sort of on the more like fun side, I would be curious if anybody has like custom face masks or like things like that
1: um yeah yeah for sure i mean and the other thing to your point about uh you know it being good that they're that they're taking these you know these specific precautions i think it speaks to the fact that they know that if there's like an infection here or like you know somebody gets infected there that it's not the end of the experiment but they know that an outbreak would be so it's like if if we can you know if we can limit it at all like not only are they limiting the you know hopefully the chances of people people getting it but they're also limiting the chances of more people getting it if somebody else does so and that was and now you know that was in the uh that was one of the things that was in the story that Brian Windhorst and and Tim Bontemps wrote on ESPN where um they pointed out you know specifically they uh it's it's not spelled out but it is clear the league is preparing for positive tests on this subject the document says only the occurrence of a smaller otherwise expected number of COVID-19 cases will not require a decision to suspend or cancel the resumption of the season and I think that's a really important point like not only do they know that an outbreak probably would cancel the season they know that they there are steps they can take to where if somebody is positive they might not pass it to as many people
0: totally and i mean again the fact that they're even taking these measures i feel like has already offered some reassurance with their plan like clearly this has been well thought out not that we i mean i guess we did sort of doubt them i was going to say not that we've ever doubted them but
1: This is good. I wouldn't wouldn't say we doubted them. I still doubt that it's a good idea. Um, You know, like anytime you go to a place where the governor doesn't necessarily understand how many people are actually getting infected at his airport, I have concerns. But yeah, uh, that's,
0: so if you missed it, 500 employees at the Orlando airport, I forget which one, because apparently there's multiple, but I think it was like the main Orlando airport airport were tested for coronavirus and 266 tested positive. No,
1: no, 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 no. So here's what happened. Oh, two no. Tested po- Apparently, two tested positive. The 260 was like a total of some kind, and the oh, governor okay. messed it up. So it's like, it's good news on the one hand, because it's like, okay, good. Oh. Like, it's not half of the staff of this airport were infected, but also the governor doesn't know what's going on in his own state, <laughs> which is like- that's Oh my that's god. I mean cuz that's like
0: a that's like a that's an extremely important yeah. <laughs> mix up because I feel like I haven't seen the correction but I've seen the 266 out of 500 everywhere.
1: Yeah, a bunch of people tweeted at me because I tweeted, you know, like this seems bad and <laughs> everybody, you know, responded like um, you know, DeSantis doesn't seem to know what he's talking about like and, and all this other stuff. And so like, yeah, I mean it's um you know, it seems like it's been updated. It seems like there's, okay. uh, you know, it's been some clarity. But regardless, you know, <laughs> I like. I don't think it's. I don't think it's good news that the governor doesn't know what's happening in his right. own right. So, um, yeah.
0: but yeah, just a few more things from the handbook. Um, so. We, we did talk about how unpleasant the deep nasal swab is for testing, and it turns out that they will only be doing the shallow nasal swab. So that, honestly, is something that the Players Union advocated for, which is smart because, like we said, getting the deep nasal swab daily, not a good time.
1: It would be the worst part of your day every single day. <laughs> like, yeah. they would
0: dread it, definitely.
1: And I also think it's interesting that the, um, that one of the penalties of like, you know, breaking the bubble and leaving the bubble and, and coming back is literally, well, now you're going to have to get the deep swaps. So it's like, <laughs> if you leave the, the, the Disney world campus, we're going to shove this thing way up your nose and you are going to hate it. <laughs> I
0: don't know how much that's like a penalty or that's, more I know just it's like not a I
1: know, but it, it tests, feels like one, which but, is funny.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> um, and then last thing, we got hotel assignments, so it was by seating. This is, this is my favorite part. The Celtics are going to be staying at the Grand Decino Luxury Tower with the Bucks, Raptors, Heat, Nuggets, Jazz, and the Lakers and the Clippers. And so this is apparently the nicest of the hotels. Um, and it's really it? new. It opened in is it? 2019.
1: Have people talked about whether like these hotels differ in in like niceness?
0: Yeah, apparently that's how they were distributed. Because I mean, presumably they would be staying there the longest, so they want yeah. the nicest accommodations.
1: So this Where is there are twenty two teams. Like you've literally <laughs> broken it down by like like <laughs> tiers of like all right like. You guys, all right, all the, all, the, all the teams that stink, you guys have to go stay at the Yacht Club, you bums. Like, why then why bring them?
0: Which is funny because, like, the Yacht Club, I mean, it's called the Yacht Club. Yeah, so it's Clearly it nice. must be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, yeah, so apparently that's the thing. That's how they decided where people are staying. That um, is easily then, my favorite
1: part of this memo. <laughs> it's just that they, like, that they broke it up by tears like that. That is phenomenal.
0: So still to come is the 113 page guidebook of health and safety protocols, which is interesting that, that that this handbook sort of isn't that, you know what I mean? Like, even though this relates to sort of health and safety, it's more yeah. just like about life in the bubble, whereas there's going to be some even more specifics on health and safety, which is good. Obviously, like the more things that they lay out, the better, the more education, the more material, the better.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um,
0: I guess like the one thing, I don't know if this was in the memo or if this was just like a report, but apparently there's going to be like a hotline too where players can call an anonymous hotline. Players can call and report people that are violating the guidelines. So obviously a bunch of people have called it like a snitch hotline Mm -hmm. and have photoshopped Chris Paul (laughs) into just calling the hotline. Um, I think it's like a, I don't know. I like. Again, at least they're, like, trying here.
1: I think the snitch hotline is really smart. This is not (laughs) – because, like, there's a big difference between being, like, a snitch and, like, you know, protecting the public health of everybody in the bubble. like In the league. In the league. And, like, look, like, if you call that hotline, you're probably doing everyone a favor. Like, honestly, like, that's – I don't, you know (sighs) – like this is this is not something that can and the other thing too is just like it's going to be hard like it's going to be hard for players to confront other players about this like you don't want to sound like the nerd who's like like worrying about like oh what if I get sick but it's like a perfectly legitimate thing to be worried about no you should for sure like I think I think that's really smart by the league to do that and I hope that like I hope that if players feel uncomfortable they actually like go you know go ahead with it and call
0: Agreed 100%. Even, like, having conversations with, I don't know if you've had to do this, but, like, with some friends, especially now with the reopening, some are cool with, like, going out, or some are cool with not really, like, quarantining anymore, and it's, like, I sort of just don't really say anything and just sort of keep to my routine and stuff like that, but I can totally see why they wouldn't want to create any, like, unnecessary friction between players by people sort of taking a more, like, authoritative stance, so I agree. I do think it'll
1: be funny if somebody does get reported on the snitch hotline, and then they have to try to figure out who snitched.
0: <laughs> oh, well, you know that, like, some players would definitely, like, be trying to do that.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. That's going to be a, a whole new cottage industry for uh, some of these NBA reporters. Like, Woj might be able to, like, you know, <laughs> get, like... Some player might offer him 10 grand to be like, hey, can you figure out who snitched on me? <laughs>
0: um, there is a funny tweet that I saw from Stephen LeBron, Alex Wong, and he was like, Tillman Fertitta is about to just snitch on his own players, so he doesn't have to pay the luxury tax. (laughs) So I thought that was pretty good.
1: Oh, that's solid.
0: But yeah, so I mean, again, like, I think this is positive. I think it shows that we are trending in the right direction in terms of the league coming back, just from a pure, like, logistical standpoint. I think it's good that those materials were sent out both so like players can have more clarity about what life in the bubble can look like, and so the league can also proceed forward once they get feedback from the players. So, like this is nothing but a positive step in my opinion.
1: I agree. Um, the two things I wanted to touch on that I saw before we leave that I that I thought were funny. Um, one, no doubles ping pong cracked me yeah. up. Um, which and again, it's something that makes sense and it's something that's like smart to like put in place because who knows like there might be guys playing doubles ping pong which would be a terrible idea and then two I really enjoyed um the drug testing uh stuff like there's no testing whatsoever for recreational drugs but players have been advised by the league that marijuana is illegal in Florida and it's also banned at Disney World so <laughs> leave uh, the weed at home fellas <laughs> or find a better way to stash it than uh, D'Angelo Russell did <laughs>
0: And going off of the doubles ping pong, it does sound like the the league is going to be providing some good entertainment. Um, It sounds like movie screenings, things like that. I assume a bunch of players will bring their Xboxes. So hopefully they'll be able to stay occupied. I mean, obviously they'll be in season and like in an important part of their season. So who knows how interested they'll be in that. But at least the league is trying there with some sort of programming.
1: I mean, there's going to be ping pong. I don't know what else they would need for entertainment, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Agreed. You want, to, uh, you want to take a break and uh, yeah. talk a little Kyrie?
0: Let's do it.
1: There is no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partners, BetOnline.ag. Sports are slowly making their way back, and BetOnline is leading the way with the best odds and lines for all UFC, NASCAR, boxing, and soccer matches. And if you need even more, they have simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC simulations all day, every day, live on their website. Looking for something else other than sports? BetOnline has hundreds of casino games, poker tournaments, and prop bets to check out. Visit BetOnline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE for a free welcome bonus. That's one word, BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. So ever since the league shut down, and really kind of before the league shut down, honestly, uh, Kendrick Perkins has been just roaring back into the spotlight um just you know made for tv constantly causing little controversies um and you know that you know makes for good content so I'm sure his employers appreciate that immensely late his latest uh he does not appreciate uh anything that Kyrie has been up to over the last few weeks uh Nicole why don't you if you don't mind why don't you kind of break down a little bit what Perkins seems to have been saying what he you know like he seems to have heard some things about what Kyrie has been telling people. What, what, what's, what's his beef now?
0: I mean, Kendrick Perkins really was made for TV. Like he it's really was. truly, truly incredible.
1: Like, even if you disagree with him and we can get into why I disagree with him, like, like the man causes conversations. Like you, you he's really is
0: though, is like, I don't think he's even one of those guys, like a skip Bayless or a max Caz stuff to like, stir shit up. Yeah, I think he genuinely believes this stuff. Yeah, <laughs> like, I think he's just very authentic in his takes. But anyway, so Perk's thing is that, as we know, Kyrie was interested in going to the bubble to support his teammates for at first and wanted to see whether that might be possible. And according to Perk, the league told him no. And Perk is has seemed to connect Kyrie's sort of sequence of events and said, well, okay, you told me, no, I can't go to the bubble for health reasons. Like watch me and I'm going to like screw everything up for you. And so now he's sort of created all of this other drama to maybe make the league not have as smooth of a experience convincing players to come to the bubble. Um, And so Perk also says that, he should have communicated this with chris paul the union's president which i do agree with actually yeah. i do think if kyrie's again all the power to kyrie you reach out to whoever you feel you need to reach out to and spread this message of the black lives movement like the kyrie's message is very strong and makes sense i do think he does owe the courtesy of just informing Chris Paul that he's going to do it he doesn't need to get an okay from Chris Paul he doesn't need to get an okay from Michelle Roberts but like all of these people are supposed to work in tandem
1: pardon me pardon me I've been on vacation question are we we're we're sure he hasn't he didn't reach out to Chris Paul
0: so I'm just going off of what Perk said here but Perk says that he didn't reach out to Chris Paul or Michelle Roberts again that could or could not be true but I do think he should have if he didn't Just because this group is all supposed to work together to reach the best situation for the players. And you can't really do that when people are going rogue, no matter how honorable or admirable that argument is that Kyrie is preaching. Like Chris Paul can help you or Chris Paul can sort of, and Michelle Roberts can help you. They can sort of reach like, whether it's a compromise or just further enhance your message, but there needs to be communication there. Um, So I do agree with him on that point. The other thing that Perk said, so then he tweeted today and he said, excuse my last tweet, but I really took it light on Kyrie today because I really could expose the, quote, cupcake BS that he's really doing behind those phone conversations. Carry on, dot, dot, dot. And so apparently... There have been a bunch of other reports floating around last night. Stefan Bondi of the New York Daily News said that in a group chat, Kyrie suggested that players can start their own league. Um, And then Taylor Rooks came out and said that that wasn't the case. And then Bondi stood by his tweet and said that he did propose that they should start their own league, but it's not necessarily in response to the bubble situation. And then Taylor said that Kyrie left the group chat. So just a lot seems to be happening. I mean, I guess just staying with Perk, what are your initial thoughts?
1: Okay. So we've talked before about Kyrie and like how Celtics fans, you know, we wanted, we wanted to like, and honestly, most Celtics fans that I saw online were pretty good about like, um, you know, making sure that like they understood that like this, like if if players don't want to play because they feel that playing would take away from the message of Black Lives Matter, then that's more important than than basketball being played. So I, I you know give credit to that. Um, and it, I hope that Perk understands that that's that seems to have been Kyrie's issue more than the bubble. I I don't I may, maybe I'm add,
0: I should also add that prior to his most recent slew of tweets and appearances, he was saying the other day that if Kyrie does want to. Um, take a stand then just don't play retire and dedicate yourself to the movement
1: yeah which I mean you know that's that's easy for Perk to to call for you know like Perk right. is retired uh like Kyrie has years of of potential earning ahead and, and like you know Kyrie's made a ton of money and, and would be fine if he retired and dedicated himself to the movement but that's not really I don't think that's really Perk's place to to call for um one way or the other honestly I, I think that that's uh Pretty presumptuous of him. I I also take some issue with what Perk said on Get Up, I believe it was yesterday. Um he called he said, like if you take Kyrie Irving's brain and put it in a bird right now, guess what that bird is gonna do? It's gonna fly backwards because Kyrie right now is confused. And like, on the one hand, that's that's funny because it's Perk and he's like, you know, he's like a Texas right. guy. Like you can imagine him saying that. It's like the type of thing that Perk says. Like he has all these great little analogies for everything. But I also I kind of have an issue with that just because like I don't think the stuff that Kyrie has, you know, either said or he is like reported to say, is that crazy. Like, I, I mean, I think for one thing, the Black Lives Matter stuff definitely isn't. Like, I think there's, I think there's real value to saying, like, um, you know, like, hey, I. And again, I don't know what the, whatever the players decide to do is fine. But if what they decided, if what play, some players decided is like, hey, we don't want to take away from the movement, that makes sense to me. And the other thing too. If like, let's, let's just take it at face value that maybe the league, maybe him suggesting they start their own league happens. Maybe it didn't, whatever. I don't think it's that insane. Now, do I think it would happen? Of course not. I think that there's way too many things that would work against it, but especially within this moment, I don't think it's that insane for an NBA player to say, what if we as a collective, you know, like, like why we are the product that everybody wants to watch. People want to watch me play basketball. They don't want to watch the owner own the basketball team if I'm the value here like shouldn't I get more of you know shouldn't shouldn't I get more of it um I don't think that that's an insane and and if you know as a negotiator if Kyrie is starting from a place of like I think that the NBA should be a worker co-op you know maybe we can meet somewhere in the middle I don't think that that's insane so um I guess I have a problem with Perk just like dismissing everything that Kyrie is saying right now um, and like like he seems to be doing And Perk may be hearing things. Perk is an ex-player. He's got a ton of friends in the league. I get all of that for sure. Perk is hearing more than I am. But all of that said, I I do kind of like, I don't know, I I guess I kind of squint at Perk a little bit when I hear him saying like, um, you know, just like completely dismissing outright everything that Kyrie is, you know, allegedly saying.
0: Exactly. So I think it's is important to note that Perk is an ex player. I'm sure he still does have sources in the league that are telling him things. I mean, not
1: even really sources, right? Like friends (laughs) in the league. Like it's not like he's not like a reporter like you know, like you know, pushing everybody for info. He's just like probably texting with people.
0: And these, exactly. And I guess that's important to note too, because these aren't, with reporters, sometimes they could be leaks intentionally for leverage or because they want a specific storyline out there. Like, I think these are just, like you said, conversations with friends. So you would assume that they're genuine. Yeah. That being said, Kirk has not liked Kyrie long before this. Like he was on a Celtics broadcast during the season and was like, whenever I think of that, guy's name I want to throw up I think he said that like verbatim during one game so I'm sure there is some just like pre-existing dislike for him I think with the oh Kyrie got told he can't go and now he just wants to undermine the league's plan I feel like Perk is engaging in like the classic correlation not causation right like those things are correlated but they didn't cause one another you know what I mean so yeah. which I mean again like who knows like Perk is entitled to his opinion too like who are we to tell Perk what he should think like he played in the league like sure. he's a black man like he has
1: yeah, For sure.
0: he has every right to um go against Kyrie I guess where I'm at is I would love to know what Kyrie is telling the players We will never get to this point. And again, like you said, and like we've said in the past episode, what Kyrie is doing is great. Like there would be no stronger or more powerful message than the league not taking place. It wouldn't distract, offer a distraction away from the like injustice. It would also just show how much power they have against these like white owners and predominantly like white run league. But that being said, like we've said, there are like other ramifications to the league not taking place. And there are other players that want to play and that also want to move um, the movement forward and how they think that there are ways to do that simultaneously. So I think Kyrie has a point. I am curious to see how he's communicating his message and what exactly he's saying, because Obviously, I mean, like we said, Kyrie is an unconventional dude, and sometimes it's like Kyrie's way or the highway. And I'm just curious to see how he's sort of galvanizing people. And like Perk seems to insinuate that those conversations aren't really what they seem on yeah. the surface.
1: Well, and the other thing to remember about Kyrie too, is like, it's possible that everything is true. Like, because like that, like it's on like both sides, everything, because the thing about Kyrie that we learned covering him and trying to transcribe him is that his mind goes everywhere at once. And he will just like, if like in the middle of a conversation, he had a thought, what if we started our own league? And he just kind of said that and then kind of moved on in another direction. That would sound like him. Like, Again, last year, I, I believe it was, in the middle of like one conversation with somebody, he, he brought up the fact that he wants to eventually retire in Texas and live completely off the grid. And that like those kind of things just pop up with him. Like well, sometimes he just is, says some stuff.
0: I don't even mean this in like a, like no shade at all. I'm just saying this as like a factual thing. I wish I could go find it. I was keeping a list at one point because I was almost going to do a story on the number of contradictions that have come out of Kyrie's mouth. he just contradicts himself all the time and I think he has the best of intentions I think he just says whatever's on his mind at that very moment and then doesn't realize that like okay whatever like your words have weight and once you say that like we're going to sort of expect you to either want to explain that further or like hold like stand by that you know what I mean and then he'll say something that completely contradicts that like the living in Texas with no technology, for example, he said that that's what he hopes to do in 20 years. And then in a different interview, he was like, yeah, I hope to own a TV network.
1: That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: so it's like, okay, again, like pick whatever path you want, but I just think he has shown in the past that there is a tendency that he contradicts himself or he doesn't fully think out his thoughts before communicating them.
1: And I think that honestly, again, like he's, I, I think he's a smart guy. I honestly do. I think he's like a, like a relatively smart guy who like thinks about all these things and and just maybe doesn't have, you know, a filter. Like I think he's probably given some thought to like living in Texas off the grid or buying a TV well, network. I think he's given thought to all these things.
0: It wouldn't be that big of an issue if he weren't a celebrity. Cause I'm sure right. everybody has those things. Like, yeah, yeah, there are days where I'm like, oh, wow, I hate social media. Like, why did I have to grow up in this era? Blah, blah, blah. That's probably a little dramatic, but you know what I mean? Where you're very anti. I
1: mean, there's those words literally come out of my mouth like four <laughs> times a week. So yeah.
0: But then there are days where you're like, wow, like, can you imagine doing our jobs without social media? Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like there, I feel like there are just days where you sort of waffle like that, whether it's technology just to use that example because Kyrie has or something else, but we aren't famous people with the spotlight on them. So nobody can track all of our contradictions. But with Kyrie, he to his credit tries to give a candid answer every time yeah. he has a mic in front of him. It just ends up sometimes backfiring.
1: Well not every time because sometimes he's mad and then he doesn't really <laughs> feel like talking. And like honestly, again I feel like Kyrie is weirdly relatable for such a strange Yeah, because, he really like, is. Like, there would If I was an NBA player, there would absolutely be days where I'd be like, just get this out of my face. And like, you
0: can tell, like, he's just so moody, which is understandable. Like, he's what, 26? So relatable. He's like 26 or 27. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, so relatable. But it's just like, <laughs> he just needs the the discipline, though, to be, and this is so dumb because, like, it's a product of sort of the weird media world that we live in, but like he needs the discipline to just like answer these questions. Succinctly, like sort of like Jason Tatum,
1: just be Tatum. Exactly.
0: Just like say as few words as possible with like no intonation. So nobody will pick up on your mood
1: which is funny because we sit here and we tell like man Jason Tatum needs to say more man the media is so toxic they should just kick us out of the locker rooms <laughs> and
0: so he does have a point when he says the media is toxic because it's the not media wrong is like all of his media availability is why people feel this way about him but the reason yeah. why he acts that way in his media avail- availability is relatable so like we all get it but at the same time we roast him so like again like he is insanely relatable but it's like uh, so that's, that's why I want to know too, like, just, I need, I would love to know what those conversations are yeah. like. Yeah. And I mean, so Taylor Rooks reported that he left the group chat. Yeah. Which is interesting. And like, I want
1: interesting.
0: rejoin, but like, it's just, it's such a complicated issue. And I think the thing that like, I'm still trying to wrap my head around here is like, again, Kyrie is one of the vice presidents. So he does yeah. need to be involved regardless. And obviously the Black Lives Matter movement goes beyond the NBA, but it's like Kyrie, you don't even have to go. Yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure. No.
0: So I do what do you make of Perk's comments of like just retire?
1: I mean, again, I just think, like, that's not Perk's place to say ever. Yeah. Like You know, like, in the same way, like, that one I feel pretty com- comfortable in. Because, like, obviously with a lot of this, again, we talked about how, like, Perk, um, you know, definitely is more connected with the league than we are. Like, Perk is a black man, so he has, like, a much better perspective on all of this than we than we do. But that is one where I'm just like, like, you can't, I just don't feel like you can tell a man to like go retire and do something like it's it's his it's this is his livelihood this is what he does and like when Kyrie decides that it's time to hang it up Kyrie will decide to hang it up and do whatever he decides to do but like I just don't think like um I I just don't think it's anybody's place to tell somebody what to do with their career in that way
0: so I'm not necessarily saying that I'm advocating for this but do you think that it's an issue at all that he's sort of threatening his career like we should just give it up you know what I mean Like, do you think that it's an issue that he's saying that people should do? Okay. So I don't know where I stand on this, but do you think it's an issue that he's advocating for people to step away from basketball for this short term or indefinite period of time? You know what I mean? Like, who is Perk? That that Kyrie is? Yeah. Like, who is Perk to tell Kyrie, okay, retire and dedicate yourself to the movement, but who is Kyrie to then tell other players? we should be focusing our efforts that way. Like, do you see, do you think that's, that's, a, you know, that's all? I don't know where I stand, but I'm just curious.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I haven't, I had not thought of it like that before. So I'm, I'm hesitant to like give a take, but I, I think that's an interesting point. Like, yeah, it's, it does kind of, it, it does kind of cut both ways where like if, if Kyrie is advocating for that, but I mean, it's also possible that Kyrie is just advocating for them not to, like if Kyrie's just advocating for them not to go to Orlando, for, like, for the movement. Like, I, I mean, that's, that's very different than him saying like, Hey, we should all retire. Like, um, <laughs> right. Or you know, like sit two- out
0: next season too.
1: Exactly. That's, those yeah. are two very different conversations. And cause you don't know what, you know, what anything's going to I mean. That's fair. You know, we don't know what anything's going to look like, like next week, let alone a few months from now. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, again, to your point, this goes back to, it'd be really nice if we knew exactly what Kyrie has been saying, because right. like, again, Anything that he says, it's very possible that is getting, you know, misinterpreted and reworked in a hundred different confusing ways. Um, So it's, it's really hard to say. I will also, I would also point out, it's just something that I thought was kind of funny, like, so we've spent, you know, 15 minutes or whatever talking about Kyrie Irving, like half of our podcast was was dedicated to Kyrie Irving. If I told you in 2019, before free agency, that on June 17, 2020, we would, most of a podcast would be dedicated to Kyrie Irving. Most of a Celtics podcast would be dedicated to Kyrie Irving. You would think, based on the date, that Kyrie stuck around and led the Celtics to the finals. <laughs> Oh Which, man, uh, an alternate yeah. universe! What a life! <laughs> what a what a couple of years! Like it's been, it's been like a year since uh, since it became clear that Kyrie was moving on, and uh, here we are.
0: I mean, the dude never fails to make headlines
1: for he really better doesn't. or worse. Yeah, he really doesn't. He's one of the most interesting players to watch and just to kind of like think about and talk about um, that that I can remember. Um, yeah, you, uh, you have anything else you want to cover here before we, uh, before we wrap things up? I
0: don't think so. I mean, like we said earlier, like overall, this seems to be a step in the right direction.
1: Yeah, I hope it works. So,
0: and like, just a disclaimer, obviously these topics are like really hard to talk about and. I feel like if we listen back to our original coronavirus podcast. I can't wait
1: to talk about basketball again. Like, I don't, whatever it is, like, this podcast is going to be so much easier when we don't have to just, like, oh, like, I'm tearing my hair out trying to, like, figure out how to talk about all these things. Like, it's going to be so much easier when we're talking about, like, hey, the Celtics won. That was uh, fun.
0: It just feels like we are also just talking about the same, like, time is a flat circle. Like, we're talking about the same stuff, but, like, differently, if that makes sense. I know that you no. could say that about basketball, but at least it'd be like a truly different Then there would be new events something. happening. Exactly. Whereas, I don't know, it's just the fact that this podcast started in the middle of the pandemic just never fails to amuse me. So anyway.
1: The beginning. It started at the beginning of a yeah. pandemic. <laughs>
0: um, I think it literally started like March 11th.
1: Yeah, I think it did. I think <laughs> our first episode dropped like March 14 or something. Yeah.
0: So if you are like, binge listening or have listened to our old takes, like obviously some of them don't hold up. And so, but we're just trying our best here. If you have any ideas for a podcast topic, like please let us know.
1: We're going to, we're going to start just blatantly ripping off other podcasts soon. And we apologize (laughs) to everyone uh, for whom we do that too. All right, guys, we'll leave it there. Thank you as always for your reviews, your ratings. Uh, The person who left the avocado review and won the Jason Tatum bobblehead wants to get in touch with us. You can DM either of us. We would uh, love to hear from you. Uh, Thank you guys all. We will talk to you on Monday. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns.